the left center field. Back toward the track. And that ball is gone. You are listening to the North Shore 9 podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Starbucks with Jim and Donardo. I, of course, am your host, Anthony Donardo. With me this morning, as always, is the co host, Jim Rosati. Jim, you persevered. You didn't go on the IL, even though you have. Uh, I think your knee might be worse than Joe Burrow's. It probably is, Dario. Yeah, it was a it was a rough doubleheader last night. Um, it was our last game of the regular season and the first game of the playoffs. So it was. Uh, oh wow! It was a long day at the ballpark. Last day of the yeah. regular season and playoffs all in one night. How about that? That's men's adult all softball, softball league right there for you. Yeah. And tell us what was the final. Yep, very much so. <laughs> um, so we lost actually the regular <laughs> season game. Wow! But then we won. Well, our imagine playoff put up twenty six runs to twenty six. <laughs> yeah. yeah, imagine that. <laughs> oh yeah, we were probably close to that the first game though. So, so um, it happens. All right. Yeah. Well, here we are this morning, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Which I'm thankful for. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. Because you know what that means? That means we're closer to Christmas, which means we're closer to New Year's, which means get 2020 out of here. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how much 2020 will kind of seep into 2021. Um, I guess we'll see. But yeah, 2020 is almost over. Only, only one more yeah, month. right. So let's talk a little bit about baseball. We got we got a pretty packed show today. Um, I guess we can go back to last week. So more or less, the Rule 5 deadline was up. You know, protect your players. What's up, Chaspel23? Um, so yeah, the, the deadline came about to protect your players. So uh, let's see here. The Pirates went ahead and made some moves, Jim. They made some moves. They DFA'd. Jose Ozuna, and they DFA'd Trevor Williams. Now, in order to do that, they did so to make room for Rodolfo Castro and Max Kranich, but there was a lot of, I'll say a lot of heat on Twitter about the two moves, the the Trevor Williams and, for some reason, of course, as we, I guess, expected, Jose Ozuna. I mean, what is your take on this? Tell me about your thoughts on those two being DFA'd. Um, I'll start with Trevor Williams. Um, I mean, he was somebody that, that I predicted was, you know, going to be designated for assignment and or non-tendered. Um, it just comes down to like production, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how likable of a guy you are, how nice you are, how fan friendly you are, which Trevor Williams is all of those things. Like he's a good guy. People like him, but you still have to, perform on the field like this is this is an athletic competition you know what i mean right, um right so so it doesn't you know what really matters is what he does on the field and and trevor williams unfortunately hasn't been able to replicate replicate the success that he had um 
you know, when he, when he kind of first broke into the league. Uh, I mean, these last two years for Trevor Williams have, have just not been good. Um, he's statistically, he has not been a good pitcher. Uh, so if, if you, if you want to continue being bad and continue trotting out pitchers who you know, are struggling, then you keep Trevor Williams. But I, I mean, I don't know. He, he's probably not going to get a major league deal anywhere. So I don't know. I, I, I get people's frustration on it. I guess I, it wasn't really a shock to me just because I, I was expecting it to happen. Right. But right. Um, yeah, I think you just, like I said, at the end of the day, you got to perform. He, he wasn't performing. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And, and I'm with you. Like, the thing about losing Trevor Williams here, him being DFA'd, I totally get. Now, I guess maybe it was mixed. There was definitely some heat on Twitter of, you know, how dare you release them and some people happy and excited. Um, you know, I, I can at least understand why. You can look at this as a business decision, right? As a baseball move and say it made sense. But at the same time, you can also feel a little bit because you're exactly right. In the sport that we talk about constantly, where, you know, there's a whole lot of personality. There's not a whole lot of emotion. You know, you don't really see the players. You know, you don't really know the players in that sense. Like you got that from Trevor Williams on and off the field. He had a personality. I mean, he guy had a podcast for Christ's sakes. You know, think about it. Like, he had a podcast out there that's actually pretty entertaining. Yeah. Uh, he did quite a bit with the social media uh, in Pittsburgh, you know, with the Pirates. But also, like, not just that, like, not just his personality, not just, you know, him being a dude, you know, my dude, my dudes. Uh, you know, I, I could easily see myself, I think many of us, going out and hanging out with Trevor Williams and probably having a good time um, if you're not blocked, which that could be something you could say mm -hmm. about him. But... <laughs> Uh, you know, like he just seems like a down to earth guy, but like not only those cool things about him, he did a lot within the community. So like you said, like he is one of those good guys that you hate to see something like this happen to him as a person. Right. But when you look at it as the baseball side of it, you're right, Jim. Like I, I, I do understand it. I do get it. Uh, I think he even more or less said it like, you know, he just wasn't pitching up to his performance as he needed to do, which he feels he's more capable of. And, you know, we were some, I mean, we were some Trevor Williams backers, you know, a few years back. And mm -hmm. not that we said that, you know, he's like a frontline starter or, you know, that second half of what was it? 2018 was like the Trevor Williams you expect. Uh, you know, I felt comfortable knowing that Trevor Williams could easily be a back end starter. He's going to fill innings. You know, he, he's not fancy. He's not sexy, but he just gets the job done. But you're right, Jim. Like the past two years, he has regressed every single year. Um, you know, going back to the full season in 2019, 538 ERA, you know, the 512 FIP, it wasn't good. But you figure maybe that's more of a blip on the map. But then coming into this year, again, regressed even worse, a 618 ERA with a 630 uh, FIP as well. Uh, yeah, the K's went up, but the walks went up. And the thing is, the past two years, mm -hmm. man, that long ball has been a huge issue for him. So you're right. Like, I understand you want to talk about cheap nutting, and he's probably going to cost mm -hmm. three to $4 yeah. million. Dollars. Like, I get that. But is it really <clears> worth <throat> investing the three to four into him when maybe you can find someone else to retread or, you know, as they say, let the kids pitch in Pittsburgh?
Yeah. So I think like I said it's just one of those guys where you know you feel bad seeing him go. Um, but again, just the last two years we're not we're not up to. I mean, you would say not not up to his expectations, not to his standards, not up to um, really the major league pitcher standards. Yeah. Right. Uh, and like you said, I mean, I can maybe see him getting a major league deal, but if so, it's going to be very, very minimal, but you're probably right. It's most likely going to be a minor league deal. I mean, teams are going to be looking at him for the same reason we're looking at pitchers, someone to hopefully catch lightning in a bottle with, you know, maybe we can turn him around. Um, the thing about Trevor though, is it's not as if, and also let's put this this way, because I I've seen, you're going to see this with every player. I feel like the pirates get rid of. But, you know, oh, he's going to go over to Tampa. He's going to go over to some other team and and turn into a future Cy Young winner. This, that thing about Trevor is he doesn't have any anything near the stuff that a lot of these other pitchers have. Like he's no Tyler Glass now. He's mm-hmm. no Charlie Morton, no <clears throat> Garrett Cole. Right. He's the guy that's got, uh, you know, hit his marks, going to pitch to contact here and there. But it's not like he has some devastating slider or curveball or such. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. He when when he's on and he's hitting his locations, he is a solid starting pitcher. Um he's he's not going to blow you away with anything. Uh, but best of luck to him. I hope I hope he lands somewhere and 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 can you know be had. Um but uh yeah, just towards the end of last year, looking toward it was it was looking like it wasn't it wasn't going to be at Pittsburgh. Right. Yep, I fully agree. By the way, Mitch. Yeah. Mitch just mentioned he loves the ticker this morning. We'll get into that here a little bit sooner as well, Mitch, for you. But uh, yes, enjoy the ticker. Um. All right, so let's move on from Trevor. Let's talk about the infamous Jose Ozuna, <laughs> which I think was. I mean, I had. Let's also talk here. I mean, they had until what December second to offer. You know, uh, the contracts offer offer arbitration, whatever, to the players. I had a feeling Trevor wouldn't last till then, and he didn't. But I think by all means, no one was shocked. And by no one, I mean the realistic people was shocked that Jose Ozuna was DFA'd. Why are we still having Jose Ozuna love affairs? I don't, I just don't understand this. I don't get it. I'm absolutely baffled. Like, I feel like the outrage was heavier for Jose Ozuna for the people that were upset than for Trevor Williams. Yeah, I don't really get it. Um, I mean, there's nothing that Jose Ozuna has really ever done to make you think that he's going to be anything more than what he is. He's, he's going to be 28 years old here in two weeks. Um, He's not young. I've heard people say that he hasn't really got a chance. He's had 600 – he's had 705 major league plate appearances um, over the last four years, two of those years with over 200. So it's not like he never got chances to play. At no point in those, in, in those years you know, was he even really an above-average hitter. I don't really, yeah, I don't, I don't really understand the love affair. I think it's just one of those things where you see him less. And I think it maybe has to do with last year in particular, where this team just really doesn't have any power at all. 
really outside maybe Josh Bell, like when he's on. And so I don't know if people just, he is one of those guys where he, he does have oh, some yeah, pop, sure. right? Um, like that's a, that's, that's a legit tool that he has. Um, so I don't know if people just see the pop and they're like, why isn't this guy play more? Well, you know, you still got to do other things. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, his <laughs> career on base percentage is 280. You know, it, it's just not, it's not, not going to cut it. And then, you, you know, the proof on everything is, you know, he, he leaves Pittsburgh and he's going to now be playing it over in Asia. So um, right. if, if you, the people that you're letting go are, are leaving to go play baseball in Asia, um, it means you made the right decision. <laughs> Usually you're, you're hundred percent correct. <laughs> uh, I, I guess yeah. like the only time is maybe a little bit younger and maybe now they get the experience over Asia and they improve and maybe come back as like uh, an Eric Thames. But that's still usually the anomaly, right? So I think you're 100% correct. Like that was, that was the, almost the, like the saving grace of this. Like he gets DFA'd, but then almost immediately after that, you saw the information coming out that, well, it's very likely he has something lined up over in Asia. And you're like, see, like, here you go. No other MLT, MLB team even wants to pick him up. So, like, not only has he gone through two regimes, and both of them have looked at Jose Azuna and said, you're not any, anywhere near our future. All 29 other teams had the chance to go ahead and pick him up for very cheap in a year that people will probably look up for cheap players and said, no, thank you. <laughs> He's going to Asia. So, yes. So, okay. So, back up again. Here's why I'm just so lost on this, okay? I can I can understand the argument that you're frustrated and you don't like Polanco, you don't like Bell, you know, you don't like Moran, and you want to replace those players. That's a good argument. You know, I I I fully understand it. You know, you're frustrated with those guys. Mm-hmm. We need to solve this answer. My problem is when Jose Ozuna is your solution. To a problem. Isn't that a greater problem? <laughs> I mean, it, like, he cannot, Jose Ozuna yes. cannot yeah, be absolutely. the solution. <clears throat> so we can have the argument all day long about the position that he plays, right? The other guys that are getting the playing time, but it can't be solved by him. Then obviously that's the problem. We got to find an outsider somewhere else. You know, yes, Cabrian Hayes is coming up, but if the guy who has, as you mentioned, Jim, 705 plate appearances, in the major leagues at age 28 and is by career 16% worse off, right? Below average hitting wise in positions that require premier hitting. That's just average. So that includes shortstops, second baseman, catchers, you know, center fielders. Like he's 16% below average league wide. But as like, as far as like his positions go, he's probably 20% or worse. So you want a guy who's 20% worse than the average player out there in MLB to be your answer. You still got big problems. Yeah. I mean, can we also, I'm sorry. Can we also just say he he hasn't produced a positive war yet to date? (laughs) His best season has been (laughs) replaced. He hasn't, he hasn't produced a negative war season in two years. (laughs) (laughs) That's the positive. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean he—he he is. He, all right, right. He's the definition of a replacement level player. 
Right. He, he is the guy that if you need someone who can plug into a lineup and at least like pretend to be a major league hitter, it's him. <laughs> You're right. He is the definition. Like when they created the replacement player to, to create war, they used Jose Ozuna and they said mm-hmm. all these levels, I know as, as better as you are to Jose Ozuna, that's how better you are as a replacement player. You're, you're right. His first year, negative 0.6 war. His second year, negative 0.1 war. And then back-to-back, zero war season. So he's never made a positive impact to this club, ever. And yet we want him to be the answer. I don't get it. Yeah, no, it's... It's, it's weird. Like, the, there's, there's, there are quite a few people who, like, carry the Jose Osuna flag. <laughs> and... Yeah, I just I don't I don't really get it. I I said the power is is a legit it's a legit tool that he has. Like he compared to other players on this team. Yeah. But you know, he I mean he he hits a home run approximately every twenty five, you know, at that plate plate appearances, something like that, which is probably better than most of this team. Um but like I said, outside of that, he's just not not a good player. He he's he doesn't hit the ball hard. He doesn't get on base. He doesn't particularly play defense all that great. He's better than Josh Bell, right? So I guess he, it's one of those things where, like, we see Jose Osuna playing first base. And then we see Josh Bell playing. Yeah, so yeah. Like defensively, he's he's better than what they typically trot out there. Um, but, but, yeah, he just hasn't been – like I said, he's never been average. At, at no point in his major league career in his four seasons has he been an average hitter. Um, he was close. He was close last year. year he and like almost made it, Jim. Yeah, and like and like people like point to that year, like <laughs> saying like he's good, but right. like he was still below. He was still below average. So, and again, that's um, that's not like average as far as third baseman or first baseman. Yeah, it's just league wide, average major league hitters. Right. Yeah. At his best, he's a replacement level player. Um, and, you know, it's funny you say that. And this is how we can transition as well. But, you know, like you say, he has power and it's legit. And, and I get that. But you know who else had power? Some real legit power, Jim. Way more legit power than Jose Ozuna. Pedro Alvarez. And let's, let's also yep. think Pedro Alvarez got, well, I guess not DFA. They just, didn't, they just non-tendered him at that point, right? He might have been DFA. I'm not sure of the timing of it. But regardless, the Pirates said, you know what? You're not even good enough for us. You know, this is a guy who had 36 yeah. home runs, led the NL one year, right, over 100 RBIs. But we saw how terrible his defense was. We saw how, you know, pathetic his overall, you know, hitting got. The power is still there. But even, even Pedro mm-hmm. Alvarez wasn't good enough for this team and let him go. So that's what we'll transition here into Ben Charrington. So, you know, Ben Charrington makes the move and says, you know, see ya, Trevor, see ya, Jose. I, I think you and I, we had a little talk about this, you know, at that time. Um, want to kind of bring it up here. It seems almost like, I don't know, to you, to me, maybe, it seems like Charrington's getting a lot of love by a lot of people for things. And I don't know if it's totally well-deserved. And I guess what I say that is maybe because mm-hmm. it's the, based on the last regime, you know, like there's a lot of bad taste in our mouth from Neil Huntington. And now it seems as if for a lot of people, most of the things Charrington does gets praise. And one of them being like, well, he 
he went ahead and made the move of, you know, releasing Trevor Williams. And, you know, the last regime would never dare do that. They'd hang on to these players and blah, blah, blah. And again, as I mentioned, like the last regime did get rid of Pedro Alvarez. They did that, that move. They didn't hold yeah. on to Pedro, you know, um, is, is the love that Charrington's really getting right now deserved in your mind? Um, I, I mean, there's, I mean, short answer, no. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, though, he's just, he's a fresh face, like you said. Um, I think people are willing him willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for a little bit. So he kind of has this, this long leash on him for the time being where he's going to be this shiny new thing. Um, so, so I think people are going to at least like go with the flow for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, there, there really hasn't been anything that Ben Sherrington has done that has separated him from Neil Huntington. Like, I mean, he, at, at, you could, you could just like, like when we joked about it, like you, you could just, you, I would be perfectly um, not that surprised if one day Ben Sherrington just like took off his face mask and it was Neil Huntington <laughs> because like from like their quotes, everything they say, they sound like the exact same person. Like they, they, right. they, they, they use that same type of speak. Um, and uh I mean, if you look at the moves that Sherrington's made, it's still, you know, let's pick up these relievers and throw them at a wall and see what sticks. Like they're, they're very similar type moves to what Neil Huntington would make. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, with the draft, we talked about that. You know, he got, he got, you know, a power college bat, which isn't what we, you know, have seen all that often from, from Huntington outside of Pedro. Right. But then, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, just in our text conversation that, you know, it, was, it would have been hard to not take Nick Gonzalez. Like he kind of fell to them and he was, he was clearly the best available player. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll, like I said, I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt for a little bit. Like I'm willing to not, you know, jump on him and, and go on him too hard. But, um, yeah, I mean, at this point, he still really hasn't wowed me with anything. Right. And that's, I think, where I'm at too. It's, it's by no means am I bashing Charrington at all on this. You know, Absolutely I, I think not. you're the same. Yeah. We're here. This isn't a segment mm-hmm. where we want to tell everyone, stop loving him. He's terrible. But I think, so let's date back a, you know, a year ago when, well, I don't know. It might, it, it might have been, what was, was Huntington fired yet at this point a year ago? <laughs> I, I can't remember if we've reached yeah. that point. I, I think, like, <laughs> I think he was at this time. Um, but I, I think, think they too. were still searching, right? They went to the GM meetings without a GM, right? Right. Okay. So they were still searching. So, uh, they, they were still with corn Ferry trying to find a GM. Ryan, uh, I think applied and, and got turned down rather quickly from corn Ferry. But what we talked about was I wanted Arnold. I think Ryan was on board too, you know, from Milwaukee, the things that did scare us about Charrington was just so many of the similarities. From Neil Huntington, without without even talking about baseball, just where they're from, where they went to school, you know, like their patterns in baseball and life, they were so similar. And 
there was some some concern to that. Like, are we going to get Neil Huntington 2.0? Okay. So, yes, he comes in with a little bit of concerns for me about that. Now, he comes in late. Like you mentioned last year, I give him the benefit of the doubt as well. I mean, how do you really put together a team? How do you really put together a plan when you come in? And you, you didn't even attend the GM meetings, as we just mentioned. So, you know, you're coming in fresh at the winter meetings. Don't really make any moves because you have no idea what your team is, <laughs> right? What direction? I mean, I'm sure you have a direction in your mind, but still, regardless, uh, the evaluation, the, right. the creating you know, a plan, getting your whole organization around you, whatever, that has not been done. Um, so, like, I give him the benefit of the doubt of that. But it's, it's almost like the moves that he has made just kind of make sense, too. You know, like you said, like, nothing has wowed me. I've not, I haven't really, there hasn't been too many times where I've looked at something and said, that's a terrible decision. Which the reason I say that is, and again, something we talked about in text too, I, I can definitely say that for Derek Shelton. <laughs> Derek Shelton has definitely made both of us say, what the hell was that? So at least Charrington hasn't given us that yet. But right, like in the draft, you can praise him for taking you know, Nick Gonzalez, but at the same time, you can say, well, had you not, that would have been a terrible decision. Like, what's wrong with you? you know, so it kind of fell into his lap that Nick Gonzalez fell more or less to him. You know, the moves, stuff that he's done. But right, I mean, the way he talks, what he's done, it, it almost seems like Neil Huntington 2.0. And the thing I also want to talk about here is I feel like Neil at this point gets too much hate. Because let's also go back to when Neil took over this regime. What was the stuff that you're hearing out of his mouth? You know, we're, we're going to be analytically driven. You know, we're going to worry about these type of stats, looking at this type of stuff. Like, it's not just about batting average. Not just about on base, it's about this. And, and there's excitement. Like you said, it's a fresh face, different voice. Like, we're going to do all this stuff, and it sounds great. Well, you know, Charrington comes in, and we'll, we're going to now do a whole new pitching, you know, coach and new strategy. And we're pitching to contact. It's new stuff. We're going to do this. Again, it, it's like Neil Huntington when it's fresh. Mm. So, like, what's going to happen in Charrington in, like, seven years from now? You know, that, that, again, like that's how I kind of feel about this too. I'm not saying that he's been yeah. terrible, but right. It's, it's kind of Neil Huntington 2.0 so far, but again, it's not totally a dig because Neil Huntington 1.0 was pretty nice in the, you know, the late 2010s, early late 2000s, early 2010s. Sorry, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, I said comparing him to Neil Huntington on this from the start isn't necessarily a bad thing because Huntington took a terrible team and turned them into you know a playoff team, right? So uh, it's that that's again that's not a dig. I mean it it wasn't like Neil Huntington's problems weren't his his the beginning part of his tenure. I think he struggled with some HR stuff at the beginning part of his tenure, mm-hmm. but the on field product got better pretty much every year when, you know, once he kind of bottomed out there. Um, so, so yeah, I, you know, until the later, his, his later years were not good. Um, but yeah, as I, again, willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, he came in last year late, so he really couldn't get a whole lot done last off season. The Starling Marte trade seems like it, it's a decent trade for, for now. It would have been nice to have a minor league season to see how Malone, and mm-hmm. Nero <clears throat> performed, but hopefully we got minor league baseball next year and we can, can see those two. Um, but that trade seems to be good. But um, also, let's talk, you know, but that, doesn't those... that also seem kind of Huntington ish too, right? I mean, 
when that trade came about, I was kind of disappointed initially. Hmm. I, I do like it, it was, afterwards, it was a trade. but it wasn't like it was like this clear cut, like, wow, you know, we, we traded Marte, we got great value. It was like a high risk, high reward, Huntington type trade. Yeah, no, it was, it was fine. Like at the time, at the time of the trade, it was like, okay, let's, let's see what happens here. Um, it, yeah, I don't think there was anyone like praising it right off the bat, but I mean, it seems like Piguero is going to, you know, he sneaked his way into some top 100 lists that I've seen, and Malone's kind of right on the right on the cusp there. So, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, he's got one other, you know, trade ship this off season, and Joe Musgrove, yes. who, you know, may be able to to be turned into something similar um, that uh, as you know that Marte was able to get. So, we'll see how he proceeds with that. Um, I think there was an article in the athletics saying that, you know, he's definitely a trade, you know, a trade candidate, but he's also a extension candidate. So we'll see, see what happens there. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I said, willing to give him the benefit of doubt. He came in late last year. Let's see what happens. Let's see how, you know, a Ben Sherrington organization can look like and what it can, what it can do over the next few years. I said, he, he, I'm not, He's not a guy that I'm going to turn on this year. He's probably not a guy I'm going to really have a an opinion about for for a year or two, um, because again, not not having minor league baseball this year, and and not being able to see, you know, any any sort of organizational depth really play out. Um, it, it'll it'll be a few years before I get a hold on kind of what he's done. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm willing to willing to give him the opportunity. Yep. Yeah, and you're, you're right. You're, you're definitely right there. Like, I'm not gonna. You have to see this through, right? I mean, just like with Neil yeah. Huntington, you had to see it through. And Neil Huntington came to fruition, like you said, it went to the playoffs. You have to see this through. And yeah, that's definitely gonna hurt. I mean, imagine taking over this organization way, 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 way late last year, and then you get this type of season where you still barely get to see your, you know, your prospects. You had a 60 man, you know hole so you got to see some of them that you brought up not not all of them and then the downside too is in that year like yeah you got to see some of yours but you don't really get to see any of the other prospects you're not really like as he's going to shop musgrove it's not as if he was able to scout all these other players this year because they're all in their own bubbles doing their own thing so yeah that's that's a nice challenge so again like there's definitely still a lot of benefit of doubt going to charrington right now uh which really sucks so i hate to be in his shoes right now especially in this town yeah yeah this town isn't there there uh there isn't a lot of pirates love right now so <laughs> right he's got i mean it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough job to to turn things around but we'll, we'll see if you can do it for sure all right let's go to our next topic here's where the ticker comes in the gym a bomb was dropped on pittsburgh on pirates twitter just a few nights ago that apparently Apparently, Jim, if you didn't know, Cole Tucker, Vanessa Hudgens on a date together. And, and as you can see, if you're looking at the stream right now, there's proof. Yeah. There's a picture. Cole Tucker. Cole, T- Cole Tucker making some Derek Jeter moves, and we're not talking about on the field. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, hey, good for, uh, 
good for Cole Tucker. I mean, hey, we two weeks ago we did our Mount Rushmore of childhood crushes, and you know Tyler. I haven't even heard from Tyler since this news came out. I think he's he's devastated. I think so too. Um, right. <laughs> um, Tyler is a Tyler is just absolutely devastated. Although maybe he's happy. I mean, if, if hey, if this if this can last long enough to get to twenty twenty one, who knows? Maybe maybe you got uh, Vanessa Hudgens like sitting behind the Pirates dugout. Mm. Mm. I just like I'm so blown away from this. <laughs> I'm not saying, I mean, I'll admit, like, pretty good looking dude. I mean, he's got the swag, he's got the hair flow, you know? Oh, yeah. But it's just really weird, like, Cole Cole Tuckerfall. You know, if if it was, man, there's, like, there's so many players in the MLB, like, you know, Giancarlo Stan, or, like, think about, like, Matt Kemp and Rihanna back in the day. You know, that kind of made sense. It was Mm -hmm. still kind of weird, like, because you don't really see too many baseball players. It's more like football or basketball, you know, something like that. But like, you know, Matt Kemp and Rihanna, like, whoa, whoa, okay, okay, I could see Matt Kemp. And I'm not really, it's not here to dig, but again, like, it was what Cole Tucker, like that was Cole Tucker. But okay, Cole, go do yeah. your thing. Um, but yeah, how <laughs> so, ironic it was too. Like you mentioned, yeah. just two weeks ago, we're talking about Vanessa Hudgens uh, because that was Tyler's crush. And really, if you think about it, I mean, Cole Tucker's 24. Right in about that same, you know, I think Tyler, what is Tyler? 27. Mm-hmm. I mean, not too far off. Yeah. So yeah. it's very possible. And I'm sure. And now if you look back on Twitter, you never mentioned her specifically, but he talked about high school musical a lot back in the day. I am quite sure Cole Tucker had a crush as well of Vanessa Hudgens. So not only is he just dating Vanessa Hudgens, he's dating yeah. his crush, Vanessa Hudgens. Yes. If Cole Tucker were on the show making his list, yeah, I mean, there, there's a strong chance that she would have been on. Right. So now <laughs> it's just, it's crazy though. Like, real quick. So, like, you know, before, like a week ago, if you would Google Cole Tucker, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you may see a story on there from The Athletic. You might see a story on there from like, uh, you know, Rum Bunter, Pirates Prospects, you know, like those top story right. lists, right? Top stories, Cole Tucker right now. L, Yahoo Entertainment, E News, People, Entertainment Tonight, New York Post, Cosmopolitan. <laughs> My man has made yeah. it. My man went e... from, from the fan <laughs> to TMZ. Yeah, like, dude, he's he's got a TMZ article. That is that is for sure. My man's up there with Kanye right it's, now. It's out there. <laughs> it goes Cole Tucker, Kanye West. <laughs> Cole Tucker, Cole Tucker, Kanye. Cole Tucker could run for president next next time. <laughs> I'll, I'll vote. I will vote. This is, and that's what I'm saying. This is like the come full circle and preference it. Like we talked about our crushes. Those were our crushes in, in school. Like that, that was great. That was. But like, could you imagine now you're dating one of them? That's what Cole's doing. He's dating his crush. It's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. Um, the quote here: They had a romantic dinner outside under the stars. <laughs> this is on E News, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
they shared wine and food and had a great two-hour meal. Vanessa was giddy with laughter. She was looking over at Cole and couldn't contain her smile. As shown. As the right uh, here below. That is the report. On that picture. <laughs> that is the report of uh yeah, of Cole Tucker. E News and Vanessa Hutchins. E News. The Kardashian keep it up with Kardashians at eight. But first. But first, Cole Tucker, Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> Move over, Kim Ye. Move over, Kim Kardashian. Here's Cole Tucker. Here is Colessa. What if we got a reality TV show based around this? That would be, that would be he awesome. Is, he's making moves right now. He is leveling up. And I can, yeah. and I, oh, I yeah, want to give sure. my condolences to a Twitter follower. A female who we follow and she follows back. I know she's yes. As Tyler's devastated, I know she is also devastated. So I'm sorry, my condolences, Kayla. Um, but I'm sorry, your man's leveling up. <laughs> I gotta give him respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's kind of kind of crazy out out of nowhere. It, uh, I think it took a while too to reach Pirates Twitter. Like I feel like it, it got released on like celebrity Twitter and then. Somehow, Pirates Twitter got a hold of it like 30 minutes later, and they're like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah, and I've really, and you probably have noticed too, like on North and I, like, I really haven't been on Twitter a whole lot lately, just busy with different things. But yeah, I caught one of that that night, and I was just, I was just shocked. Like, wait a minute, I have to read this again. Like, let me read this article. Are you for real? And it was legit. And then, yeah, it was like a, a storm afterwards, everyone talking about. Probably one of the biggest acquisitions the Pirates, offseason acquisitions the Pirates have made in quite some time. And again, you can't give Charrington <laughs> credit for it. So, <laughs> unless if Charrington, if Charrington set this up, then by all means, he has my blessings. Like Charrington is the man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by far the best GM in, in baseball. Uh, although I could almost argue that Nutting set this up. It's just the article, like the timing, the date didn't work out. Nutting set this up to take away the story of releasing Jose Ozuna and Trevor Williams. They just accidentally set the wrong date, and it was two nights later. Yeah, that could have been it. That could have been it. It was, it was all placed in the news to distract us from the Jose Ozuna talk. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. So, actually, and let's go ahead, and we'll get into our mailbag here. A couple questions. Which one? does tie into this so the uh the first question jim this comes from andy t4579 presuming vaccine happens and full crowds are back on even if not full crowds but you know a good majority or some mm -hmm. will and i do like this he points out colessa hudger tudgens latin those are the nicknames he's he's already providing some nicknames i i love colessa yes. i'm going with colessa uh, I like Kalesa too. Nice. So will Kalesa last long enough that we'll see her at PNC Park in 2021, which I think is what you're alluding to here. So let's answer that. Will they last Oof. long enough to see them? I mean, if you know your celebrity romances, as Jim clearly does here, <laughs> <laughs> lead us the way, Jim. If, if, if you're up to date on how you know celebrities date, which I think we all are, we're so obsessed. 
I think you probably, it's probably a, but I could see Kalesa, you know, living up to the, living up to the hype, standing, standing the test of time. I'm going to say we see Vanessa Hudgens at a Pirates game next year. That is my prediction. So okay. I'm going to need Cole. I'm going to need Cole to keep her happy. We're going to need, need to keep Kalesa together. Yeah, so Vanessa Hudgens out of Pirates game. Yeah, so maybe I'm less optimistic just because, like, you, like you're saying. I mean, maybe I, I need to see more from this. Like the the sample size to me, Jim, isn't there yet. So it's just been one game. <laughs> well, it's been one day. It's just that's true. That's true. It's been one game, right? Jose Ozuna's come into the lineup, hit one, you know, home run, and now we're calling for though. him being the long term player. So it's one date, but yes, I mean they. They looked pretty legit. You know, like you said, they're both happy. They're both in each other's arms. You know, the pictures we see, it wasn't just like, uh, oh, hey, how you doing? I mean, it seems like there's something more there. I mean, this wasn't just like, uh, I met you. Let's go out. Maybe they, they maybe something's been going down in the DMs. They, they've been connected for some time here. Um, I'm hopeful because there's nothing. I mean, it's the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, first of all, let's talk. It's Pittsburgh. Most athletes, you know, Pittsburgh's a great city. Pittsburgh's a great sports town. But let's also be real. Like, most athletes don't have, even the Steelers, even the Penguins, you know, don't have, like, celebrity-type wives, girlfriends. Like, you don't see this much in Pittsburgh. Again, L.A., New York, you know, absolutely. Right. So to have yeah. Vanessa Hutchins in Pittsburgh, if it was the Steelers or anyone, it would be like, wow. So, you know, it's the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's a, it's a, it's a bad team. They, they get a lot of bad press. There's not much to look forward to. You had Vanessa Hudgens in the stands. At least there's, you know, some optimism, some reason to go to the game, see Vanessa Hudgens there, right? Maybe get to walk past her. Um, so I, I'm really for it because I think this would make a great story. You know, seeing Vanessa Hudgens not in a Photoshop Pirates hat, like that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am less optimistic just because to me, that's still a long time from now that things could just end, but I'm, I'm rooting for them. Trust me. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. See how it goes. Man, Cole, man, what if this is also like the missing piece for him? You know, he, it, it, it's all, it's never been like the stuff's there. It's always been projected. Like we could project the bat, you know, he's going to, he's going to turn into this. So we really haven't seen it from Cole. What if this is the missing piece? What if there was just a piece in his heart that was missing? Right. And Vanessa Hudgens has now filled that. And now he just goes full blown, reaches his status. I'm amazing. Now I'm the shortstop of the future. He just needed Vanessa Hudgens. I mean, I think uh, it's got the potential. She she can lift him up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and also if you're Vanessa Hudgens, like you, you kind of need Cole Tucker to step it up now. So I mean, you, mm. you can't just be you can't just be dating like a a backup shortstop that's up and down from yeah. AAA to the major. Like Cole Tucker, he's gonna have to step up now. Yeah, Vanessa Vanessa's not out yeah. here trying to date utility players. No, <laughs> she needs no. a main man. He's, he, she she needs uh she needs an all star, yeah. So yeah, I'm the I'm the pick it up Cole. 
I'm four. And now he has a reason. You know, that's also the thing, too. You know, you're playing a game. Now, now he has a reason. in the be. stands, you know, and you want to, like, amp it up and turn it up. You know, now he's got a reason. He's going to give that little extra oomph every at-bat, you know, every time he's in the field because Vanessa's watching over him. Look what I can do. You know, he's, he's needed that in his life. So, yeah, I think they're, they're perfect for each other. They're a great compliment. You know, he brings her down to earth a little bit. <laughs> Yes, I don't right. know what the con. I don't know. I don't know what he like. This is the first table. time she has to pay for meals, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know she's, she's got to drive because I don't. Does Cole even? You know, he might not even have a car at this point. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Who knows if Cole Tucker has a driver's license? <laughs> so, so there you go. All right, uh, we'll move on to the next question. But trust me, this is not the end of the Cole Tucker talk on Vanessa Hudgens for the off season. Let's uh, we're, we'll we'll have like a Cole Tucker update every every we should like a whole segment out of it. Absolutely. Move over TMZ. Here's NS9. <laughs> so yeah. Chris or Christopher at CWSTH29 says, I like this question. He says, What two cities should MLB expand to? And should it adopt NFL divisions of four teams per? I'll hang up and listen. Good question. And I don't think Good we've question. really talked about this. Too much at all on the show, if at any. Let's start on the first part. I mean, if there were expand, which I think is inevitable at some point in time, what two cities mm-hmm. are on your list? I think you um ah gosh. I think there are three cities, like off the top of my head, that make sense. So and those three cities are Charlotte, Nashville, and Portland. Mm. I think those are the three cities that make the most sense. Mainly because also they're they're all new media markets too. Like you're not saturating a media market with another team. Like you look in you look in North Carolina, you're you're not that close to Atlanta. You're not that close to DC. I right. think if you look at uh, at the map, I think they get both the Braves and the Nationals kind of as their local team. Um, you know, Portland, it, you know, Seattle's there, but it's not like it's that close. Um, Nashville kind of the same way, you know, kind of in between Cincinnati, St. Louis and, and Atlanta. Um, and, and the South in general just doesn't really have, I mean, Atlanta's it really, as far as the South goes, if we're not including Florida, um, which I don't include Florida in the quote Gee, unquote thanks. South. But I also um, agree. It's, it's, <laughs> Florida's its own. Yeah, it's, yeah, world. it's different. Trust me. Um, so I think, I think, uh, I think if we're gonna add two, I think you you do like one of those two southern cities. So I'm picking. You're probably we're probably going Charlotte, Portland, and I like, I like the it. four team divisions. I like the four team division. I like it. Okay, so I'm gonna spin something very differently, and this will never happen. But here's some food for thought, because I thought about this a little bit, and I agree with those two cities. If I'm going to be realistic, mm-hmm. uh, I do believe Charlotte, Nashville, Portland, definitely up there. Another one actually is Vegas. I'm intrigued by Vegas. I worry a little bit because, you know, now there's an NHL team. Now there's a football team. Can it also support an MLB team, you know, in the sense, because like the community, like Vegas itself is not big. It's very isolated. So, but yeah. I mean, there's travelers all the time, you know, like it's cool now to mm-hmm. go to Vegas 
gamble your ass off, see some shows, do this, do that, do some other things you don't speak of, but then also go to a game. You know, you couldn't do that before. Um, so I would be, I'm enticed to see like what an MLB team could do there. But here's my off script, what I would really want, because what I also do worry is it's baseball. There's no salary cap. There's no true like real revenue sharing like the NHL and football does. So I, I just worry that we're going to get two poor teams again. You know, because obviously, like right now, most cities are, I mean, that's, there's reasons why these cities have baseball teams in them. So now we're going to get 31, 32, and it's like, well, oh, we're just going to have two more struggling, per se, baseball teams. You know, I even think about like uh, the Rockies and Marlins. You know, it's, they struggle. Right. They have, the, I mean, definitely Miami. You know, the Rockies tend to put up some money, but they still struggle here and there. So I thought about something. Here's what we can do. Here's how we can solve a lot of issues. We put another team in New York and another team in LA. Let's take even more market share from those two cities, right? Let's, let's even the, the, the game a little bit. Okay. So now New York and LA have three teams that you all got to say. So what you're doing is, had before. is you're taking the top and putting them down just a little bit to just kind of even things out. I'm for that. I'm for that. It will never happen. So I guess my so my <laughs> argument here would be like if you're a baseball fan in New York, you're already a Yankees fan or a Mets fan, right? Yes. I mean, for the most part, right? You'll, I mean, New York's a melting pot of people, so I mean, it's got people from all over. So you're gonna have other fandoms, but if you're a baseball fan living in New York, odds are you already have an allegiance to somebody. If you just add another team in that mix, are you actually going to take any fans from the Yankees or the Mets? The Mets, yes. That, that's what I, I was going to get to. The Mets, yeah. Uh, the Mets are dying to find another team. The Mets are... I don't know. The Mets, I, don't I feel know. like Mets fans are... Will, will never be Yankees fans, but they don't want to be Mets fans. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but I don't, so I adding don't see... a third team might take away a lot from the Mets, but not the Yankees. Yeah, so I don't, I don't see... That and I think, being the, and I think in LA it'd be the same strategy. as Dodgers and, and Angels. I think it would lose a lot <laughs> no of Angels be, fans, but not Dodgers. Yeah. See, so that's why I think I think the logical outcome is you need to expand and go into a market that you're not in and, and try to uh, you know develop new fans. Actually, I think that's the way to go. I mean, I guess hey, New York has supported multiple teams in the past. I mean, they they at one point they had Yankees, Giants. Dodgers. I mean, those were all right. in New York, so they, they can definitely support it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think if I had to make my, if I had to bet Portland, Charlotte, that would be it. And like I said, the, the four team divisions, love that. Love that idea. That I definitely do as well. I absolutely love that idea. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm down with that for sure. I think it would make a whole lot of sense too. Let's have a whole new, you know, realignment and everything in baseball as well, which I think is almost coming also, especially if DH is involved going forward. It now makes sense to realign everyone because everything's the same and do it, you know, realignment and such. But um, yeah, I, that was a great question. You know, I think that's something we can even dive further into at another point. I'd love to talk more about that and think about it. But um, again, realistically, my, my suggestion ain't going to happen. Um, it doesn't really grow the game. That's why going into like Portland, Charlotte would help and be good yeah. for baseball overall because you're gaining new fans. You're growing the game. 
this you're putting <clears> it in the same you know places where it's already there. But uh, again, as a a small market fan, I just want to you know try to help level the playing field a little bit. And, yeah, and that's how that could maybe potentially work. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I like it. Inter- it is but interesting it, though. But again, like what, Vegas is is something I would be intrigued yeah. on. Vegas would be intriguing. It would also give so Vegas like altitude wise isn't nearly as high as cores, but Vegas would easily be the second highest altitude of of a major league stadium. So that would be interesting to just see kind of how the how the game would be played there. Um so that that that, that would be interesting. Um so yeah, I, I wasn't really thinking about Vegas. Also I guess Vegas, I guess you could build an indoor stadium, so that's not an issue. I want to say the heat would be a factor in the summer, um, but that's not a problem anymore. With And, and speaking of the stadium, like, <laughs> Oakland Stadium is um, so sweet. Yeah. It just makes me think, like, what could they do with – what would the yeah. stadium look like as, as far as baseball goes? Like, they built a legit MLB stadium out there for baseball. Like, what could mm-hmm. they do with that? You know, what, what are we going to see that we've never seen before? Because I love Oakland's football stadium. What if you had touch screens at every seat where you could like live bet? Every you pitch? know it. <laughs> you, dude, it's going to be. It, yeah. That will be Caesar's Palace. That is what it's going to be called. Yeah. It's going to be Caesar's Palace. You're playing at the palace. <laughs> and, and right, yeah, that would be that would be fun. It's in-game live updates, right? You know, like each at bat, the mm-hmm. it, it, the lines change, everything, right? Oh man, yeah. all the money they would make out there. Dude, that's you could even bet like pitch by pitch, be like, all right, breaking ball or fastball. Yes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll put a buck on it, right? So, and, yeah. and I think that's again like the thing that worried me was market sizes and you know adding more poorer teams to the the league and such. And that's why I think Vegas could because you could definitely get creative with there. You know, I think it'll draw fans not so much in you know in the city, but outside everyone coming into the city then going to a baseball game and yeah like i really didn't think too much about the live betting factor and such and you know mlb's already got its what DraftKings is with mlb yeah so yeah. like they already have the deal i mean why not you're in vegas so uh, they have yeah vegas could actually probably make a lot of money in that yeah baseball still has has been the i mean they they they've slowly embraced gambling but they have been the slowest yeah do it um he, he really feel like rolling history wise um baseball's had the biggest problems with it so they, they, they i guess they'd be a little careful there right. um yeah the vegas is an interesting choice and i guess we have we've gone what was it was it 99 or was it 2000 i say it when was, was when was it arizona that, that sounds that 97 wasn't it? Arizona and Tampa, but I think it was 1997. Um, yeah, so it's been a while. It's been 23 years since they've expanded. So I feel like you know it's got to be it's got to be around the corner. Hmm. I should put Rays. Oh. The uh... so yeah, 95 was announced. Began play in '98, so yeah, '98 was when mm-hmm. it started. Man, but that still feels yeah, so late. So it's it was even earlier than that too. Been, it's been a while. Yeah, but I, 
because yeah, the well the Marlins Marlins and Rockies first year I think was ninety three and that yeah that sounds right so like like in that five year span they added four teams and they haven't done it since right. yeah and I think it's coming it, it makes sense the game is growing yep. it makes sense to add some more it's going to lower the level of a replacement player maybe uh, Jose Osuna can get some positive war he's coming back he's going to come back <laughs> to play for Charlotte and uh, he's yep. Jose Batista. 2.0, as everyone's already predicting. He'll basically, he'll be like the Jeff Conine of the Charlotte team, where he'll be like the, they're like first expansion pick. There you go. 1-1 one, one overall, Jose Ozuna. 1-1. One, one. That's, such a, that's like the blind, like me picking the blind side last. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, that would be a that real bad That was definitely the Jose Ozuna draft pick right there, the blind yeah. side. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. All right. Well, you have anything else you want to add to the show here? I don't think so. Hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. Um, hopefully, you know, it can still be celebrated in a way that brings everyone joy and all that stuff. Yes. Eat a lot of food. Yeah. I know I will. All right. Well, I say the same with that. Uh, we will not be live tomorrow night because, again, it is Thanksgiving. But uh, I do believe we're going to have a special interview for a Sunday podcast this week. So tune in, and we'll be back next week. So we will see y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye.